Well, hello there. You are listening to Jelly and Bean. This is a show where we talk about all manner of geek topics, tech, movies, TV shows, games, and more. It's hosted by none other than Brandon Maines, an unlikely hero from the distant lands of the United States, and myself, Jelly, a.k.a. Daniel Farrelly, an Apple fanboy with a heart of gold. Today is the 1st of February, and this is episode 10. Hello, Bean. Hello, Jelly. So, I have some great news. Really? Great news? Great well, news? I mean, great is a, a, a very subjective term, so. But yes, yes, great. Great in all terms. Star Wars has, fi- has finally found the director. Good. Uh, I, believe, I believe I know what you're talking about here, but I'll let you be the one to give everybody the good news. It's good. You won't, you won't steal my thunder? I won't steal your thunder. That director is none other. Drumroll. J.J. <laughs> Abrams. So it's, it's an impressive have, catch. I have to. That's be true. And and that that means he'll he'll have had his hand in the um, latest incarnations of both of the I guess most famous sci-fi uh, like series. I guess franchises. Franchises. There you go. Thank that's you. the word you're looking for. Look, I'm the one that's giving you the words now. <laughs> that's that's completely not right. Apparently, today is a day where we change roles. Next thing yeah. you know, you'll be talking up Apple. Uh, <laughs> whoa, whoa! I don't, I don't like today's going to be that crazy of a day. <laughs> well, look, I mean, uh, look, I, I'm a fan of JJ's work, so I'm, I'm, uh, I'm quite happy that he's, uh, he's, he's taking, uh, taking this. Um, I mean, I'm not a huge Star Wars fan, and in fact, uh, I'm not really a Star Wars fan at all. Uh, and really, in fact, I, I don't really like Star Wars. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so there's that. Why, but why I do, do I do a podcast I, with you again? <laughs> well, I do like J.J. Abrams. Uh, and uh, I, you know, I've enjoyed his, uh, his, uh, version i guess of star trek uh as well as his other uh other bits and pieces he uh was behind fringe and he was behind alcatraz and uh he was behind lost and you know there's there's a whole number of uh of sci-fi uh franchises that he's been uh pretty deeply involved in i guess right uh, so that's, I think, like, I think he's got the, uh, he's got the skill for it because he's been doing it for a while now. And, uh, and he's, you know, he's, he's kind of proved himself with Star Trek that he can, he can pull off something that, uh, fans like and, you know, non-fans like that gets people into, into the original franchise. So there's, so I think that's, I think that's a good thing all around. Right. Um, it's it's it is odd though that he's going to be doing both Star Trek and Star Wars because he is he is already uh, tied to the third uh, Star Trek movie. Although I don't think he's directing it. No, for, from what I from what I remember reading, he's he's just going to be uh, producing the yeah. third Star Trek. So he's you know still. You know, it's not changing his involvement with the the Star Trek Into Darkness, the second one, but yep. the third one, he's kind of stepping back a bit. 
Um, so I guess he won't be as involved as he would have been if it, if it wasn't for uh, this offer by Disney slash Lucasfilm. Yeah, well, I mean, that they're, they're clearly trying to, uh, you know, he, he's he's clearly trying to uh, stay true to the, you know, to to the, both uh, the the visions of each of the different franchises. So yeah, he is going to be stepping back a little bit from the third Star Trek uh, film, uh, which hasn't been put into production yet, as far as I'm aware. Uh, and he he's still he's still going to be involved as well in another Mission Impossible film. Uh, and He's got Star a lot Trek. on at the moment. He does seem to have a lot on, and I think I think it's uh, possibly so. So one of the other bits of of news about uh, Star Wars is that there is a very big possibility that it will be delayed, uh, f- because the original date was release date was in 2015, and I mean Disney has a couple of different uh, other different movies already coming out, like big blockbuster movies coming out in 2015. One of them being you know the avengers 2 uh which which is you know so so it's not like they they've got a lack of movies coming out then so they're ha- they're perfectly happy to have it pushed back a little bit and uh, given how much given how much uh jj's got on it's very likely that it will get pushed back yeah and it's it's not like disney's short on money where they need to get this out soon no, and it's and it's not like Star Wars isn't going to be popular if you wait an extra, you know, six months or a year. No, and in fact, they've they've gotten it at the best time because uh, it's probably at the. I wouldn't say it's. I'd say it's. Hmm. How to put this delicately? The the prequels, the, the when they were released, I think, uh, kind of degraded the Star Wars name a little bit. Mm-hmm. Especially mm-hmm. I agree with that. Especially with. Uh, with with longtime fans of the original trilogy, uh, so it it kind of feels like uh, Lucas got his uh, his pride all scratched up and and got got bought at a uh, at a pretty good price. So really, there's not a whole lot that uh, that Disney can do to screw this up um, at this stage. I mean, they've got a very good director uh, attached now, so that's a huge, huge plus. They've had a lot of good, like a lot of good news coming out about the film, which is, I think, uh, bringing you know, kind of rekindling people's interest in it uh, with the you know good writers and stuff being involved in the project. So, I, I think, I think uh, things are looking good for Star Trek, uh, Star Trek Seven, Star and Wars, Star Star Wars. That's Ooh. See, yeah, Ooh, wow. you, you've ignited the fires, Jelly. I, uh, I'm ashamed. <laughs> I'm very ashamed. I was, I was on a roll there too. I was, it was good until I said Star Trek. We, we've I, just lost all our listeners. <laughs> they've all just stopped listening, and they will never come back. <laughs> Bye, guys. Uh, yeah. So I think Disney's got a very good thing going with with Star Wars at this point. In time, so I, I I think there's very little that they can do to uh, to screw this up, other than make a really bad film. Yeah, I was going to say there's still many ways they could screw it up, but not not any more than the series has already been screwed up by, uh, you know, the latest movies and the kids' TV shows and all that kind of stuff. Yeah, well, I mean, the, and the th- and part of the fact that they've you know that they've got such good people involved in this uh in this new iteration 
of uh, of Star Wars. Part of that suggests that they will, that, you know, there's, that they're going to be doing a good job. They've got good people involved, uh, people who have proved themselves with, you know, their their previous uh, previous work, and mm. um, like that. That's that's always a good sign, I think. Yeah, but I mean, and some of those people are ones that were involved, like a uh, Lawrence Kasdan. He was involved in The Empire Strikes Back and Return of the Jedi. So, right, you, you know, yeah. he, he was he's been there essentially from the beginning. Yeah, and you know, uh, like there, there's the the writers that they've got are very good. The director that they've got is very good. Uh, the talk of casting that they've got is very good. Uh, you know, because uh, as you've probably heard uh there is a lot of speculation at the moment that chloe grace moratz uh is in the running for the lead role uh chloe being hit girl from uh from kickass uh which kind of suggests that the new movies are going to have a female protagonist well it doesn't really suggest it kind of it just kind of you know blatantly puts it out there for all to see but yeah if if this is like if this speculation is is uh is to be believed then yeah female female lead for star wars okay well see i, I think that there's no point in even trying to figure that one out since we know absolutely nothing about the story well yeah but uh the the, the place that we're getting this the the information from is uh slash film uh and they reported that uh, the, the the quote that I've got here is, our sources have been telling us for a while now that Steven Spielberg was really pushing Kennedy to hire Adam, Abrams, Adams, Abrams. <laughs> uh, the story goes that Abrams was the first filmmaker approached after Spielberg, but was very hesitant. Uh, Kennedy talked to other directors, including Ben Affleck and also Matthew Vaughn, uh, who may have pitched to have Chloe Grace Moretz in the lead role. Our sources say that Spielberg was instrumental in convincing Abrams and Kennedy to make it happen. Now, uh, you might know that uh, Matthew Vaughn is, uh, was behind, um, behind Kick-Ass. That is right, yeah? Yeah, no, that, that's right. Yeah, you know, it's, it's, I'll, I'll be honest and say I have no clue because I haven't seen the movie. I have, uh, and I'm, I've, I've just doubted myself. Yes, he was the director of it. <laughs> uh, I shouldn't doubt myself. Uh, so it's very, it's very plausible that he would, uh, you know, and it's not like she was a small role. She was basically one of the, one of the major leads in that movie. So right. it, it's very, very possible that she could be taking on, uh, taking on the lead role in Star Wars. I, I would say it's a very big possibility. So yeah. Well, there's also a bit of a other Star Wars news. Oh. And that is that they are canceling the prequel 3D re-releases. Ah, yes. Which well, is a great thing. <laughs> <laughs> yes, they were they were greeted with uh a somewhat lack of uh, enthusiasm. Yeah, cuz like we were saying it, the 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 prequels probably weren't the uh the strongest uh of the of the movies right so you know kind of post upgrading them to 3D which is you know kind of a dodgy process to begin with 
and a lot of movies that do that don't really look as good as ones that were actually filmed in 3D. So, you know, so you kind of got a, a iffy, uh, iffy technical stuff going on and then of movies that, you know, weren't the greatest to begin with. Right. So even if they did release it, I can't imagine them making um, enough money to really warrant, you know, to even warrant doing it. Yeah. Well, uh, yeah, I don't, I don't know how much the original uh, 3D re-release made for, for uh, episode one. But I don't. I don't think it was a lot. I think it was pretty abysmal, really. Uh, so I, I, it doesn't surprise me that Disney would do this. Um, I mean, they've got with with Episode Seven in basically in pre production right now. Uh, it's you know it, it's not like they they need another uh, you know need these releases in order to make it feasible for that to happen. Uh, right. You know, whereas it's you know lucas lucas was always you know <laughs> always trying to s- scrape in the money as wherever he could could from uh from star wars and just uh, to upgrade everything so you know it's it's you know it was very very like him to do the 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 uh 3d re-releases but disney doesn't need it there's no reason for it uh and and they weren't you know greeted with that much uh enthusiasm so why do it really so it's not surprising do you know what I think Disney could do, and what? I'm hoping they will do, that would just win the hearts and, and minds of all of Star Wars fans ever? What would that be? If they release Blu-ray versions of the movies without the edits. Uh, so just, you know, just the... The originals. Yeah, yeah, but, you know, obviously with, um, you know, clean it up and all that kind of stuff. Like what you'd expect from a, a remastered. Blu-ray Remastered. Yeah, remastered exactly. as opposed to uh, reworked. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I, I can. I can see that being a a, a popular move. Yeah. Whether well, or not like, they do it is a whole other thing. Because, like, right now, like one of the things, like I have the DVD versions of it, and on the DVD, if you want to watch the original, you know, non, because I, I think so. The the original movie came out in seventy seven, and then in like ninety seven, he started to make like new like twentieth twentieth anniversary special editions. Yeah. I don't know if you remember those. Um, and that was when the first mm. of the, uh, extra CGI started to pop in. Yeah. That's when he um, started, uh, ruining people's childhoods. Exactly. Yeah. So like on my DVDs, I have on one, I have the, you know, the, I guess the remastered DVD version with all those, bo- you know, this extra CGI. And then I have like the original theatrical version, but it's not remastered. Right. So there's a definite like video quality difference. Yeah, and you know it's kind of all like, like the, the bonus discs, kind of like oh yeah, yeah. I guess if you want that, that's there too. You know, but I don't want to upgrade to the Blu-ray as much as I'd love the better quality. I I'd, I want to see the movies as I first saw them. Sure. Yeah. You know, I, or you know, and it's one of those things. Why why not include both? You know, it's a Blu-ray. It can handle. You know, you can have quite a. You know, it can hold quite a bit of information. You can easily get the new versions on them as well as the old versions. Right, and uh, th- yeah, there's no there's no reason why you know th- there is no reason why they couldn't do it. Uh, I don't I don't think the footage is lost or anything like that. Uh, that would that would be silly, and Disney certainly has the uh, you know the the uh, 
people to do it, I guess. Uh, right. You know, they've been doing... <laughs> they're a very, very big company, so there's no reason why they why they couldn't uh, couldn't make that happen. Uh, now, the, the question, though, is, like, how far do you take that sort of thing? Um, because, obviously, Lucas took it too far, uh, but if you look at uh, to swap the uh, to swap over to the other side as as I like to <laughs> like to do, so the dark side. So Star Trek, so Star Trek. Uh, when they released uh, Blu-rays, they did remastered versions, uh, and it's kind of you know remastered because uh, all the effect stuff was basically redone in CG. Uh, so there's so um, there's actually quite a significant uh, improvement in like the look of the ship and the look of the planets and that sort of thing because they were they were uh, redone with uh, with CG, albeit you know I mean it's not great CG. It's not like you would expect when you're going to you know, the, the latest blockbuster movie. Right. Uh, it's and it's not even you know it's not even television. Uh, current television quality cv cg uh it's it's you know it's it's pretty um pretty uh just you know average cg right. stuff uh but it is a huge improvement over the look of the uh the original stuff because i mean it's uh you know it's, it's not it's no longer uh not puppets models uh, you know, <laughs> be, uh held on strings so the question then is how far how far would you be accepting like accepting of that sort of stuff in Star Wars? Would you accept that they remove the uh remove all the um props, I guess, uh the, the, the models of the like the spaceships and stuff and replace them with CG? No. And no. No, no, see I, I think I'd I'd like it as it is because Industrial Light and Magic, the guys who did that, like it was good. And, it, you know, even going, if you go back and watch it, it's still good. It's just not, it, you know, like, yes, we can tell it's a model because we know it is. But even for its time, it was pretty advanced stuff. Fair call. Fair and, call. like, I think it'd be different if it was, like, you know, like, like you know, like if they had, like, an, you know, a drawing of a spaceship drawing, you know, going across the screen. You go, okay, update that. But, you know, when it's things, to me, I feel like if it's a model, like, leave it as it is. Okay. But like I, I like the remastering in the sense that you know you 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 fix the colors, you clean up the film, that kind of stuff. Yep. See, I I think that if they do do a remastered version as opposed to a rework reworked version, I think that they would end up doing it, uh, like redoing some of the CG as well. Hmm. I I think that that's that's fairly uh, that's pretty much a given. Um. Because I mean, let, let let's be honest. The people that they're going to be doing it for aren't necessarily the fans. They're going to be doing it for the new, like the the people who had never really got into Star Wars before. Right. Uh, it's very unlikely that they're going to reward the fans with Blu-ray versions of the original. Uh, but but that being said, they may very well make it as an like do that sort of thing as an extra uh but not remaster it just in just include it on the on the blu-ray um so who knows who knows we might we we might see it we might not i mean that's it's it's a uh it's it's like there's, there's nothing of that sort of thing being being announced and everybody's uh everybody's still talking about the the upcoming movies so who knows 
Yeah. All right. Well, let's move on to something much less interesting in Star Wars, which is anything, really. <laughs> well, I don't know about that, but this particular <laughs> next topic is a bit of a uh, is is a bit of a a joke. So, uh, in the last day, I think it was, I think, I think it was this morning. I'm not really sure of the time. And in all honesty, I don't, I don't really care that much. Uh, <laughs> so the next topic is BlackBerry. Mm, everyone's favorite phone. <laughs> Everybody's favorite brand of phone. Uh, so, uh, in the last couple of days, BlackBerry, aka RIM, uh, held a big event where they announced all of their new stuff. Uh, yeah. So the first thing, one of the first things that they've done is that they uh, announced that they were going to be releasing the new OS, which people have been talking about for quite a while, uh, which is BlackBerry OS 10. Or BlackBerry 10, I'm not really sure. Uh, so there's I, that. I think it's just BlackBerry 10. Okay. Uh, so... It's starting on launch. It'll have 70,000 apps, and a few of them are actually pretty well known. Uh, you know, it's going to have Skype, apparently, and Facebook and Twitter and all that sort of stuff. So, you know, you'll be able to launch your BlackBerry and get all the, uh, get most of the apps that you really, you know, will use on a regular basis. Right. Uh, that being said, it also can run Android apps. Apparently, which is but, interesting. But at, at what a, uh, at what quality? Well, here's the thing. What I've, uh, from my understanding, from the uh, the articles that I've been reading, is that it's basically in an like an emulation environment, like a virtual machine. So, I think the quality is all right, but the look. Of like it looks really different to what you the the rest of the phone uh, software looks like because it's it's Android software it, like it's designed for a completely different system, right? Uh, not to mention the fact that apparently it's very sluggish, which would uh, lend credence to the fact that it's being you know run in a virtual machine. Uh, so yeah, the Android apps that it runs aren't gonna be. Like, it's not the sort of thing that you're going to be wanting to do on a regular basis. Yeah, and, and I guess if you really want to run Android apps, you probably wouldn't buy a BlackBerry to begin with. Yeah, yeah. Unless you really, really like BlackBerry. <laughs> and just, look, if you're buying, a, if you really like BlackBerry, then I don't think there's any hope for you. <laughs> Honestly. Uh, yeah, because, look, they've been circling the drain for, for like, it'd almost be years now. Uh, you know, it's it, it's if you haven't if you haven't packed up and moved on, then I, I don't I don't really know what to what to say, except you know that's very sad. Yeah. Uh, well, yeah. I, I don't know. It's it's one of the things I, I've heard people saying it'd be really good if BlackBerry took off because that would bring competition. You know, that'd be another another layer of competition, and which we, it wouldn't. That'd be fine, but. I just don't see it happening. Right, right. And I mean, l uh, look, let's be honest. The videos that I've seen of BlackBerry 10 are interesting. And a lot of them, you know, a lot of the stuff works really good. Uh, BlackBerry has always been known for, you know, their their uh, messaging and their, their email, which has always been uh, pretty, pretty decent. 
um, you know, that's what they were. That, that's what their original, you know, selling point was. Oh, you can do black. You can do email on this phone. Oh wow! And then yeah. the QWERTY keyboards. Uh, you know, so that that that's what they're that's what they're really good at. And I think from from what I can tell, that sort of stuff shows through on the new on the new phones and the videos that I've I've watched. Um, but that being said, it's it's like yeah, I think it's a little. I think it's late. It's late to this game. I don't know if that, like, I don't, I'm not, I'm not certain that this is going to be like their, you know, their, their savior. Uh, yeah, because well, it, problem is that the phone market is is very much a consumer area more than a business area anymore. And you know, it's not like you walk down the street and you hear people going, "Oh man, if only I could get my hands on that that BlackBerry." You, you know what I mean? Like, it, it's yeah. been quite a few years since you know you could equate a, a BlackBerry with an iPhone, you know? Right, right. Well, you could, you, you never could because BlackBerry is what uh, iPhone essentially killed BlackBerry when it when it uh, came on the market because all of a sudden, getting email on your phone wasn't such a terrible thing because I mean, you just look. You have to look at the phones that were that were around before uh, before the iPhone turned up, uh, and even even the Android phones weren't uh, weren't particularly great. Um, but you had the Blackberries who did great email, and then all of the other uh, all the other device makers, I guess, phone makers, had some form of smartphone which had a keyboard and stuff, uh, and you could was supposed to be allowed to allow you to do uh, email and stuff on your phone. But for starters, the 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 the, uh, the support from the carriers wasn't there. It, a lot of the carriers supported BlackBerry because they had special stuff that pushed your f- email out to your phone, that sort of thing. Uh, a lot of the carriers had support for that, but there, there was no support for just regular uh, for data on a regular plan because nobody nobody used it. Yeah, the the, the mobile internet was you know was like WAP and it was ter- terrible, <laughs> like it was it was awful awful internet and the speed was slow because it was only two G and you know it was it, it was pretty bad. And then iPhone came along, and uh, with you know, with their uh, and with Apple's uh, deal that they had going with AT and T at the time, you know, they changed the game very, uh, very literally. Uh, and all of a sudden, all of the phones started you know coming out without uh, without you know hardware keyboards, and uh, a lot of the operating systems you know started changing themselves to to be more uh more like what the the iPhone had brought to the table uh or or trying to change to be uh to to provide the same sort of benefits that the iPhone had uh started providing without you know without being too much like the iPhone like right. in the case of Windows 8 which is you know very different to what you know uh the Windows CE whatever it was you know back in back in the day of in the Windows page. Mobile 6.5, I think. Yeah, well, <laughs> you know, bef- before they changed to the hexagon pattern, do you, do you remember the hexagon one that they released, which was yes. the, just be- just before they came up with the tiles, they had that, yeah, weird. Uh, so they, they were, um, you know, and a lot of the phones changed their, you know, changed their tune and tried to, tried to do something along the lines of what the iPhone was doing. Uh, including Android, which looked very different uh, when it was first around, and whether or not you know, and the, the, there's a huge debate over, uh, right, like you know, uh, between Android uh, people and iPhone 
people, uh, Apple people, about whether or not, um, you know, who came first and really look, you know, whether or not one was in development while the other, when the other one was being released or whatever, like that doesn't really matter. The, 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 the fact is the iPhone was the first to market with it with that sort of, uh, you know, really good user experience and smooth, like smooth UI and all that sort of stuff, which really, really changed where phones phones were going. I mean, the major the major smartphone operating system before that was Symbian, which was terrible. Terrible. Yeah, it is nowhere now. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So... But, yeah, so the whole point of this is that Blackberry's got a very large hill yeah. to to get over to get anywhere. Yeah, well, I mean, like, like everybody else caught up uh, ages ago, with the with the exception of Microsoft, uh, who has only just recently started really kind of uh, making any sort of ground, and even mm. then they're not making much ground. In all in all yeah. honesty, uh, you know, I pity the person who has a Windows phone at this stage. Oh, yes, I know. Pity them, right? Yeah. <laughs> I, know, I know you have one that was directed at you. Uh, yeah. Really, uh, really, the, the way that you want to go at this stage, I think, is either Android or iPhone. Yeah, I, I can recontract uh, next month, so I might be doing that and going to an Android. <laughs> indeed, indeed. Uh, so, the first, I mean, the first BlackBerry device that's going to have this new OS is going to be released, uh, over the next few months in various different countries. So, apparently it launches in, on January, January, uh, 31st in the UK, which is essentially tomorrow, I think, there, uh, from where we are, or today. Yeah, sometime in, in the distant past and or... Look, early future or something. But, yeah. By the time you listen to this, it probably will have already launched in the UK. Right. Which is nice and quick, considering that they only had their uh, had their announcement, like, uh, you know, less than 24 hours ago, I think. Uh, in On February 5, uh, it, it's launched in Canada. And then in mid-March, apparently, it launches in the US. That's strange. So it's kind of launching everywhere but the US, and then launching in the US. So that's really weird. Uh, not that I'm, not that I'm, you know, I, I, I'm against it, but uh, you know, the fact of the matter is, the US gets everything first. So it's it only it's only fair that they get something, even if it's something that nobody really wants uh, last, even well, though they won't be last. Yeah, we'll probably be last here in Australia, probably. But I, I, I guess. The I guess the worry is, you know, a lot of times the U.S. gets it first because there's a lot more people there. Yeah, well, there's so that. you know, what is this going to do for, you know, BlackBerry? Is it going to be like, oh, yeah, look at all the phone, all these people in England or you know, or in the U.K. are talking about. Yeah, let's get that when it comes out in two months. You know. Well, I mean, it's it's very possible that, that what they're trying to do is just get a rolling start. Uh, this is a very new sort of phone for them because it's it's a full touch phone, uh, which I mean they've done before, but not to any sort of real extent. Uh, and certainly not with with this new OS. Uh, it doesn't have a hardware keyboard anymore. It's like it's just plain slab of glass uh, with multi-touch apparently. Uh, so uh, so it's very possible that what they're trying to do is launch in the smaller markets to get you know to get the phones out there, but also to uh, you know to allow them to scale their uh, manufacturing or whatever uh, to to be able to handle seven customers that will buy them in 
the US <laughs> seven. I'm sure there's like only seven. Yeah. Possibly five. Maybe oh. three. Oh, let's 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 stick at seven. Seven's a good number. Seven. Seven's a good number. Uh so that device, that particular device is going to be hundred and ninety nine US. Uh so it's pretty cheap compared to, you know, most of your Android uh slash iPhone phones. The second device that's going to be coming out for that is the Q10, which has got a QWERTY keyboard, so it's the f- it, it looks like an old-school BlackBerry. Uh, but there's not a whole lot of details that we have for that at the moment. So, you know, we'll, we'll, that I don't think it's going to be released anytime soon. So the first, you know, the, 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 the Z10 is really going to be the, the first look at this new OS. Uh... There is a review uh, that I've been I, I had a look at today on The Verge, uh, so you can take a look at that, and I'll throw that in the show notes with all the other links that we'll be we, we've we've talked about that we will be talking about. So um, you know, feel free to go and have a look at that if you are into BlackBerry, if you're that sort of person. But know that I'm sending you there with a heavy heart because I, <laughs> I don't think you'll I don't think you'll be. Uh, <laughs> I don't think you'll be pleasantly surprised. Look, yeah. I mean, you know, uh, they've, yeah, they've. I don't. I don't think. I don't. I don't think this is going to go well for them. They've been circling the drain for ages, and it's, yeah, yeah. And you know, I. I, I think. They were good at a time when you know you went to work for a company and they gave you a business phone. Right. But so many companies nowadays are, you know, doing the, you know, BYO, BYOD, you know, bring your own device. Yep. And so, you know, if you have an iPhone, you bring your iPhone. If you have, you know, a Nex or, you know, Nexus 4, you bring that. Right. Um, and, and they just, you know, if they have apps made, you're just going to make sure you download them and that's fine. That's all you need to do. Right. So, you know, most people now are kind of already in, you know, whatever ecosystem they want to be a part of. And I can't see them going to go. Oh, let me move back to BlackBerry, you know, without without having a reason to. Yeah, yeah. And, and the I, thing I, is, I, the thing is, is that like a lot of the devices that we're that the people are using now, like for things like email and stuff, which is what the BlackBerry is good at. Let's be honest, you know, and push notifications and that sort of stuff, which the BlackBerry was very well known for. Yeah, most of the phones have that now. They don't require require it from you know from a specialty device or anything like that so yeah. there's no like there's not really a whole lot of selling points for it yeah it's it's just a couple of years too late essentially yeah and let's and look to add insult to injury i guess they've blackberry in an attempt to be cool has hired a new global creative director who is it tell us jelly Take a guess. Take a wild stab in the dark. Well, that's kind of hard for me to do because, you know, I, I've looked at our notes for today, so I have to know who it is. <laughs> fine, fine, I'll tell you. Alicia Keys. Do people still know who she is? Uh, all right, well, look, Alicia Keys is not somebody who is uh, very technical. Alicia Keys is also not, like, a company person. Like, she hasn't been in business and, you know, running her own business or anything like that. She didn't start up her own, you know, uh, tech firm or anything like that. Alicia Keys is a singer. She sings. She releases albums of songs. And she's not even, like, an A-list 
A-lister anymore? No, she's really not. Like, I, I feel like she's back from the time when BlackBerry should have released their devices. <laughs> <laughs> BlackBerry is stuck in the past. Yeah. They need to come back to the future. Mm. Mm. Oh. See what where I did there? Where we don't need roads. Where we don't need roads. Except for cars, because cars still need roads. No, because where, where we're going, we don't need roads. Or where we're going, but right now, where we are. <laughs> right now where we are is a, a time and a place where we do need roads. And apparently... We need external memory. And Alicia Keys. Yeah. But I say external memory because have you seen the news this week that the Surface Pro has the same issues as its little brother did, the the Surface RT? A, a Microsoft product releasing with issues. Really. <laughs> this is very surprising. So uh, you, you might remember that we talked about in a previous episode, and now I need to know what the previous episode is, so I'm going to, I'm going to look it up. Uh, in said previous episode, uh, we talked about how the, the Surface RT was released with, uh, like, so the 32 gig model only had a certain amount of space. Um, I'm I'm trying to find the particular episode. Ah, episode three, Stealing is Wrong, but Murder's All Right. <laughs> <laughs> Our best title so far, I think. Yes. <laughs> uh, so, the that particular, the, the, the RT uh, was released with, uh, like, with 32 gig, I think was the highest that you could get for that one. Off the top of my head, I'm looking up the note from the notes. So, ah, oh, th- 64 was the was the size that you could get. Uh, the, there was a 64 and there was a 32. So the 32 came with about 16 gig of hard free hard drive space. Right. The 64 had about 45 gigs free. So that means that the 64 gig was uh. About nineteen gig was uh, for like was used for the uh, for the operating system, which is a fair chunk. Let, let's be honest; it's 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 nearly a third of the of the of this whole space. Right. Uh, so fast forward to now, when they've uh, they've just you know recently announced the 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 new uh, the new tablet, which is the uh, the Surface Pro, uh, which is basically the one that's got the full version of Windows 8 as opposed to the RT version. So it does a little bit more, but it's basically just a computer in a in a in a, in a shell. Uh, so it has the same same space issues, but even worse. Uh, so there's there's two sizes uh, that has uh, that that it's that they're shipping, uh, which is 64 gig and 128 gig. Uh, so the 64 gig device has 23 gig free, which is a difference of 41 gigabytes, which is quite a bit. <laughs> 41 gigabytes. That is like two thirds of the device, like of the the whole size. 41. Uh, so the 128 gig device, uh, ships with 83 gig free, which is a difference of 45 gig, uh, which is a little bit more, uh, yeah. Um, here's the thing. 
the the iPad Mini and the iPad like the the the, the iPad 4G with Retina display, whatever it's called. Uh, just just the iPad. As, well, as we'll call it. Well, that, yeah, the, the, the big, the big iPad. Uh, <laughs> so I have a 32 gig iPad mini, which I checked, uh, having a look at this and the 32 gig iPad has a capacity of 28.3 gigabytes, which means that there is a difference between the, um, between what was on the box and what's actually on the device. There's a difference of about 3.7 gig. So not forty gigs? No, not not even close to forty gigs. Not even close to like ten gigs. It's <laughs> three, three point seven. So maybe four, maybe four gig, right? Uh now that's a huge, huge difference. So what we're talking about here is like I mean, we are talking about essentially you know, Windows eight like full, you know the 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 full version of Windows Eight. Like it's right. It, it's no not a holds, mobile operating yeah, system. It's not a mobile operating system. It's you know the full you know full hog the, the whole deal, right? So it can do everything, supposedly. Uh, but I mean, the sixty-four gig, the sixty-four gig device has twenty-three gig of space free. So I bought a thirty-two gig. And the 64 gig uh, Surface Pro has less space than my 32 gig iPad Mini. Yeah. Well, see, I, to me, it's one of those things. Knowing that that's the case, it really shouldn't be sold as the, you know, 64 gig or 128 gig. It should be sold at whatever it actually gives you to use. Because that's because really, even when you buy an iPad and you go, oh, I'm buying the 32 gig, and you end up with, you know. 28 or whatever it ends up being realistically you, you didn't realize that when you bought it you don't think oh i'm going to lose thing to the os no matter what the size is right right and and that's the thing like uh the the, the difference is huge i mean it's it's two-thirds of the 64 gig device for i mean and it's supposed to be a professional device like it's the surface pro so it's a pro device right yeah. uh the idea is that you know people who are going to be using it for you know big files and you know things like uh you know architects or whatever who use those big you know uh cad files and stuff like that which which you know are notoriously large uh you know people who want to record and edit video and that sort of stuff this is the sort of device that they're going to be using supposedly i like and it has less space than my little tiny tiny little ipad my yeah. my my ipad mini and it's a it's it's on the box it has you know my ipad mini supposedly has less space Right. Well, okay, so I, I found an article um, by Ars Technica, essentially their way of attempting to explain where all the space is gone. So right. they're saying for um, a 128-gig unit, uh, you know, you, you lose 41 gigs, like you said. So this is, this is where they're saying the space goes, all right? So part of it about... Um, about eight gigs of it is going to be a recovery partition so that, you know, if you need to restore it for whatever reason, you don't need to plug it in, plug it into a computer. You don't need to do anything else. You just 
you know, it can do it straight from the partition. Right. So like a lot of laptops are are these days. Yep. Um, Windows itself uh, takes up, you know, these. they're saying here that, you know, a fully patched and up-to-date Windows 8 takes about 14 gigs. Mm-hmm. And about four gigs of that is the page file. Mm-hmm. Um, and then in about another three to four gigs will be used by the hibernation file. Right. Um, and so that's, I think they said that's about 32 gigs right there. So still a little bit short. Um, and then the other nine they're saying is is possibly things that are pre-installed, you know, like the trial version of Office 2013, like that kind of thing. Yeah, sure. Okay. Um, but even that, they're saying, you know, that might take, you know, Office might be like two or three gigs, but then that, that's still six or seven lying around. Um, and what, what their, their idea is that it could be also Microsoft kind of uh, being a bit... Um, generous, generous, yeah. With, with the because they, they said, when, when it, yeah, they, they said they did the same thing for the RT. Is that they were a bit, you know, they, they said there was less free space than there actually was, right? Um, which they, which no, makes sense, yeah. And and that's that's still that's not to say that this is a good thing, but at least it's not like you bought the hundred twenty eight and they just said, oh, oops, well, you know, you got thirty two, but you know, so they're actually it, there is it is being used and. Unfortunately, it's it's kind of what you have to expect if you're installing a full, uh, you know, full desk, you know, a- actual computer OS onto a, you know, a tablet body. Right. But, I mean, here's here's the thing, right? Uh, a, wh- a while back, uh, before I really got into uh, into Apple and into Macs uh, full time, I had a little a little Dell netbook, right? Uh, which is you know one one of those tiny little half size laptops, right? Yeah. So what I did was I refurbished that into a little uh, what do they call them? Um, Hackintosh. Yeah. So you know basically uh, set it up and installed macOS on it uh, and uh, the you know, like the full the full scale thing. Um, and I and I did that, and uh, like the whole version of macOS at the time, which I think was possibly uh, Snow Leopard, um, fit onto its tiny little uh, flash memory. Like uh, I'm forgetting the word for it now, the uh, the the flash memory. Okay. Uh, right. So uh, the the space that it had on that little device was 16 gig. That's all the amount of space that I had available was 16 gig. And macOS fit on it. Like full version of macOS. Now, it didn't have a whole lot of space free because, I mean, it's not really designed to go on a 16 gig drive, right? right. Uh, typically, you would install this sort of thing on a much larger drive, and uh, I think 80 gig is about the smallest that you get, like a full, uh, like that you can, that you install Windows on a full-sized uh, machine, and the max, max these days are shipping with like 256 and stuff like that, so, you know, the, the drives that they supposedly come on is a lot, are a lot larger. That being said, the whole thing fit on a 16 gig drive. So let's uh, assume that we have 128 gigs on with a 16 gig, uh, with a total of 16 gig taken away for the OS, and you're still left with 112 
space free, even if it had the full version of Mac OS. Right. Now that's different to the way that uh, that's different to the, what what uh, Microsoft are saying because they're saying that it's got only eighty three free, which uh, which is a difference. And yes, I'm I'm doing all these calculations with my computer because I <laughs> I can't be bothered making them all all happen in my head. So the difference between that is twenty nine. The the, uh, the Windows Windows eight takes up twenty nine more gig than what I was able to install. Uh, you know the the version of Mac Mac OS that I was able to ver- install on my little Hackintosh. It's a huge difference, a huge difference. Yeah, and I, I mean, I guess no one's ever going to confuse Windows with being a lightweight OS. Um, no, it's it, definitely it's, not. Yeah, um, and let's be, let, like let, let's you know setting aside all of that, you know, to and and just kind of talking about it from a completely open perspective, right? Windows Eight is their possibly their uh, their biggest attempt yet at creating an OS that is uh that works for for everybody is easy to use and uh and works across multiple different devices you know they want to be able to install it on you know proper desktop computers and laptops and also onto these onto these surface tablets right right so that's their that's their aim and you know they they've they've done a good job as far as the design goes uh you know they've been they've been credit you know credited with you know with the fact that they've they've taken a really uh bold direction and that you know a lot of it's very simple and they've got you know they've 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 garnered some uh some good attention for that as they sh- as they well should it, it it looks it looks great uh as an OS but whether or not that actually translates into something that's easy to use, it hasn't really been met with a whole lot of uh, enthusiasm. There's that word yeah. again. I used that <laughs> same same basic phrase when I was talking about the prequels for Star Wars. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so, you know, that's the sort of thing that we're talking about here. This is essentially the Windows prequels, I guess. <laughs> Uh, you know, it's, and, uh, and then to do things like release devices that have a lot less space than what they're actually, uh, being touted as having, even, even, but even though they're releasing these kind of statements to say, well, you know, it's actually going to have this much space, uh, because, you know, it's taken this much, this amount is taken by the, the OS or whatever. Hmm. Like that's. A terrible move. It's a terrible move in this particular. Like they're under a lot of flack for this particular situation because it's not doing as well as they'd hoped, and it's not really like a lot of people are kind of struggling with it. And you know, I, I've, uh, you know, I, I overhear people talking, you know, around the office and that sort of stuff about, you know, about you know the the the, the OS, and they they say, oh, like I walked into the I walked into the shop the other day and I looked at the the Windows computers that are there and. I didn't know how to drive it. I couldn't figure it out. Like these are the <laughs> sort of people that is supposedly, you know, are supposed to be. This is supposed to be targeted at, and they're not. <laughs> they don't even know what's going on. Right. Uh. So I like I, this is this is a big swing and a miss for them. Like. Yeah. 
Well, you know, we'll see. We'll see if they can redeem themselves. You know. Um, now that being said, like net, like after having now specified that the, the, the you know that uh, these details about the Surface Pro, Apple has actually released a hundred and twenty-eight gig. Uh, well, they're not. They haven't released it yet, but they've announced it. Um, which it's supposed to launch next week, February five. Um. 128-gig 4th-gen iPad with Retina Display. So they, really they just, they, long, really they just wanted to r- rub, the, rub the salt in the wound of, of Microsoft. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, it's partly that. I think it's also that they, they were, they were prob- possibly holding out uh, so that they would have something to announce uh, at this point in the, in the, in the year, uh, given that, you know, that they used to... Uh, up until you know, up until very recently, had they used to announce the iPads around around this point in the year. Uh, they would they like having moved it now to like uh, October or whenever it was. Uh, now they've got nothing in this start point of the year. So I think that what they've done is they've actually held on to this uh, to 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 announce it now. Right. But also, you know, the ti- the timing is very good given that you know Microsoft is just. Just you know, announced the the surface, and then basically confessed that they're not going to have as have as much space as what they um, you know what the what they say on the box. So they've released this uh this large capacity. They're releasing this large capacity tablet, uh, 128 gigs for professional users. So if you read the uh re- read the actual press uh, statement from Apple, which is uh which I've which I'll link in the show notes, uh the press statement actually goes into saying like you know suggesting that it's for for uh for pro users, uh and I mean nobody you know most people don't need 128 gig, but people who use like CAD software and that sort of stuff, like I said, you know that these are the people who use big files and so they need something that's going to have a lot of capacity. Right, or they want to have every mu- every song ever made, right, at their beck and call. Yeah, and they can fit it on that. So, I mean, so some people, some people are going to get get use out of this, and I mean, it may it may not be, it may not sell as well as as the the mini did, but it's it's uh, you know, it's definitely got its market. Uh, now, taking into consideration the fact, like to what I was saying before, with the with the the space on the Surface Pro, right. Uh, my 32 gig iPad, like I said, has 28.3 gig free. So let's let's just say 28. So uh, if I calculate that and make that uh, expand that out to 120, like to the 128 gig. Uh, now, if I give a little bit of extra space for whatever whatever reason reasoning, because I mean the 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 128 gig uh i uh, surface pro uh, the 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 software actually takes up a little bit more space on the larger device than what it does on the smaller device right God only knows why uh <laughs> however in this particular so in, in this particular calculation i've i've expanded it out to do basically the same thing it it takes it takes up a little extra space to what i've what you know the difference between the uh the 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 how much space is on the box and how much space is actually in the device. Right. So on 128 gig iPad, it still has over 120 gig capacity. <laughs> like, and even if the the OS takes up eight gig, which is more than twice of what it takes up on the, uh, on the, on the like the the 32 gig iPad, it still has 120 gig free, which is nearly 50 percent more 
than the Surface Pro. Right. That is a huge difference. And I, like, it's it's almost, uh, it's, it's, I, I feel like it's almost Apple's purpose that they have deliberately stepped out and done this to, you know, even though the, the, the timing of the news kind of makes that really difficult, but it feels like, it, you know, that, that they've, they've kind of timed this very, very well for themselves because, right. uh, while everybody's talking about how little space is available on the 128 gig Surface Pro, people are also talking about how much space is going to be available on the 128 gig iPad. Now, the the only thing I can offer in the Surface's defense is that it does have uh, slots for um, like SD, but I think it's SDXC cards. Right. Things are there. Right. Not, again, that's not to say that the, uh, you know, losing 41 gigs is, is a good thing, but just that you can at least... You know, you you have other options of of when you go to use it, right? Now, to to uh to to counter that a little bit, I guess, uh, so like the, the the largest amount of space that you can get on one of those little external memory cards is about sixty four gig, I think. Yeah. Now, if you add sixty four gig to the available space on one hundred twenty eight gig Surface Pro, you get one hundred forty seven gig. Now, one hundred forty seven is about 20, 19, 20 gig over uh, over what the device actually says it does. So by paying and buying buying a sixty four gig card, you actually get an extra twenty gig roughly yeah. <laughs> uh, of space. And if I remember correctly, you can't actually install applications and stuff on it, can you? Uh, or is that changing with the Pro? Uh, I, I don't know if it changes with the Pro, but, but you are right. With the RT, you can't install apps. It's just for, I guess, uh, media. So you may or may not be able to install applications on this. Uh, and even then, like, it's, it's you know, you, you really, you're you you're very you're limited in how much space that you can get. Granted, like, uh, when they do, you know, start making bigger cards, you can just plug that in. But by that point in time, you're probably going to be upgrading to the next Surface Pro anyway. Or an iPad because you you've given up on the Surface Pro. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so look, you know, it's I, f- I feel like that Apple is getting the better deal out of this, and far be it for me to say something great about Apple. But like this, this news was ba- has basically uh, you know has basically done their iPad a whole lot of lot of good. Uh, in comparison to the Surface Pro, who really needed a win, like they really need a win to be able to, you know, to be able to get these devices out and into people's hands because they're not like they're they're not it's not happening for them right now. Yeah, so and I, I think it was the same situation I was talking about when they f- first announced the RT is that, like, yeah, it's got some things going for it, but not enough to to really differentiate itself in the market. Right. Like you know, you bring out a new product, you need to do it cheaper or better, not you know sort of the same you know kind of give or take and for the exact same price because then you go well why would i why would i go over right exactly and so i think this is the the same issue you know i I don't remember off the top of my head how much the surface costs um did we mention it last episode we may have that seems like something we would do uh 900 plus Um, is what i've got in the uh in the notes for last episode 900 dollars okay yeah so i I, that probably that might come with a cover. 
like yeah. a, one of the keyboard covers. Yeah, one of those keyboard covers. But either way, the the one, yeah, the one twenty eight uh, iPad is is eight hundred. Yeah. Um. So even if you add, you know, some insane, insane, insanely high amount for a cover of the same quality, you know, that's still probably a bit cheaper, even you know, than yeah, what well, the Surface is going. So again. Yeah. You know, they're they're kind of releasing a product that yeah has has some things going for it, but then you know you you lose some in some other fronts. So it's not really like you can go, oh yeah, that's better all around. And, but you can't you can't you also can't go well that's cheaper, so that's a better choice. It's you know it's kind of the the worst of both worlds. <laughs> yeah, but the, I mean the the way one of the ways that Apple really sets themselves apart here is they're like they've got a a much larger ecosystem. Uh, it's also, but but then the, I mean the downside to that obviously is that you know Apple makes a lot of a lot of choices that uh, people don't necessarily agree with. So it's not it's not very likely that people are going to be switching over, uh, especially if they're if they're um, you know Microsoft fanboys. Uh, so I I don't, I don't know I I feel like this is in this particular case it's a win for Apple. Uh, because I mean, it's not like the issues, any of the issues that are that are, you know that have been around on the iPad haven't been around for a while. But you know, whereas Microsoft, Microsoft is basically stepping out of the gate with by by saying, "Ah, oh, so we've got this device here, and it's going to cost you nine hundred dollars, but you only get a th- two thirds of the space that actually says on the box to use right. for your own data." Or in the case of the sixty-four gig, you only get a third of the space. Right. So, yeah. Look, uh, I I think this one's this one's uh, in Apple's in Apple's favor. Now, I mean, the the pricing for the for the devices these these new ones which are being released, uh, the Wi-Fi you can get for uh, eight hundred US, so seven ninety-nine, seven hundred ninety-nine, uh, and in Australia it's going to be eight hundred and sixty-nine. Uh, the LTE version, so Wi-Fi Plus LTE or Wi-Fi Plus cellular or whatever uh, the LTE uh, is in the US is going to be nine twenty nine, and in Australia is a thousand and nine. Okay, so you know, again, so the, around rough, roughly know. the same, a, a sim- similar yeah. pricing. Now, I, if if you're really a fan of the the keyboard cover for the for the Microsoft uh, for the the Surface Pro, you can actually get covers like that for the iPad. Uh, Logitech makes one. I think it's about 130 ish. I'm gonna have to look that up. I can't I can't just say that on air <laughs> and then uh, uh, not actually come through. No, for sure. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, is this the U- this is the US store? I'm looking on the Apple store because that's where you go for Apple products. Uh, apparently, it's not on the on the Australian store, but it is on the American store, and the American store has it for a dollars. I guess that's Australian dollars. Uh, yeah, I think so. Okay, so it's a hundred hundred Australian dollars for a keyboard cover, which is essentially the same sort of deal that uh, that the uh, that the Surface Pro one is. It doesn't have a trackpad, as far as I know. It's just a keyboard, but, I mean, it's a touch screen, so really, what do you need a trackpad for? Mm. No, so, it, well, it wouldn't have a trackpad, because the iPad doesn't have that sort of business going on. 
because it doesn't have a doesn't have a pointer. Yeah. Um. So yeah, I mean, essentially, like you said, the, the prices are the prices are comparable. Yeah. You know? So I, I think it's a, I think it's comparable, but I think in this particular case, the 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 fact of the matter is that the iPad has so much more space, like fifty percent more space. And granted, you can't extend that, but you do have the ability to like a, a lot of apps have you know Dropbox and that sort of stuff built in. Uh, backups can be done to the cloud or do you, or do your computer as 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 uh, as you, as you choose. So, I think really, uh, yeah, I, iPad wins out. Yeah. So right now, I think what, what we're what we're thinking is that the the only reason you would go with a Surface is that if you actually needed to run, you know, actual Windows applications. Well, yeah. If you really needed to run something like Office, uh, you, you're probably going to be using the the Surface Pro or the Surface RT. Um, and you know that that and that's a, and that's a fair fair thing to say, but that being said, this isn't going to be something that you can use to uh, deal with big files because you're going to run out of space uh, for them. So it's not going to be the sort of thing that you can edit movies on or uh, deal with big you know CAD files or anything like that. You're probably not going to be doing a whole lot of that because you're just going to run out of space. Right. And you don't want that, really. I don't think anyone would, really. <laughs> really, no. That's that's how. That's how. <laughs> yeah. So I think that's enough about about tablets. Well, until next week, anyway. Then, then I'm sure there'll be another hundred topics out about it, and we can, you know, have a tablet special. Right. Indeed. 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 Uh. So, what else have you got for me, Bean? Uh, let me let me check the notes. See what we got. Oh, well, have you heard about Vine? Of course, I have. I've heard about Vine. I've used it. I used it today. In fact, that doesn't mean that doesn't mean you've heard about it. You could have just you know been pressing buttons and somehow <laughs> somehow uploaded blindly a video. blindly pressing buttons. Exactly. Uh, yes, Vine. So Vine is a an app, uh, a new service uh, from the folks at Twitter because Twitter bought the company out. Uh, that is basically Instagram for video. Yep. Well, it's Instagram slash Twitter video in the sense that it's not as much video as you can get, but six seconds. Right. So it's it's the 140 character limit essentially, but in video form. Indeed. Well, I mean, six seconds is a fair fair amount of time. I'll be honest. Yeah. Uh, I was playing around with it today. Uh, so it's a pretty straightforward uh, app to use. Uh, you basically you you open it up and you get a little uh, you you open up your compose I don't know capture camera window whatever it is. Uh, you open that up and you get like a little square for what the for, for what the video is because the video is square because essentially this is a copy of Instagram. This app is almost identical to Instagram except for the fact that it's branded differently. Uh, so you get a square, and you get a little. There's a little progress bar above it that's empty, and you in the square you you get the you get the have the preview of what you what you're capturing. So you can you hold you hold the phone, capture the cap like you you, uh, you hold it up to what you whatever you're trying to record, and then you tap you just hold on the on the on the screen anywhere, and as you do, as you hold, the progress bar fills up. 
slowly over the course of six seconds. Okay. Uh, and you can let go and it'll stop recording. So then you can you know, point it at something else and you can continue recording. Uh, and you can do that as much as you want all the way up to six seconds. Uh, you don't have to do a whole six seconds. Uh, you can, you, I think you can do a little bit less, just like you can use less characters than 100 and, uh, 140 on, uh, on Twitter. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, but <laughs> that would be awkward trying to type everything in 140 characters exactly. <laughs> There'd just be a lot of exclamation marks after some, some tweets. Uh, the, so, so yeah, and you can fill that up with, uh, up to six seconds of video from, uh, from, you know, uh, over, over a period of time. Uh, which allows you to do things like basic stop motion videos and stuff like that. Uh, the videos that I've seen are, are less of, you know, people's lunch and more of kind of a lot of short, uh, short films or just simple, simple, uh, captures. Uh, I've seen everything from, uh, like little, little tiny movies. There was a Batman, uh, there was a Batman stop motion one that I saw today, which was made <laughs> out of Lego. Uh, I've seen one where somebody, uh, somebody illustrated a line, like animated a line, like crawling across a piece of paper and then up and over their arm and onto their, the palm of their hand and then finally, uh, spelling out the word fin and then they closed their hand and that was, that was the end of the video and it loops over. Okay. Uh, and then, you know, I, I did one today which was partially to, to test, uh, to test the service, and partially to uh, eat a lot of Oreos, which I, <laughs> in which I basically, uh, you know, uh, put got my little uh, tray of Oreos out and you know one by one removed them as I recorded, uh, so that you get this stop motion of kind of the Oreos disappearing, and then my mouth, you know, filled with Oreos and. Uh, <laughs> The, the the people in the the office that I was in at today, uh, they they turned around to me later on in the afternoon when when they found the video on Facebook and they've gone, when did you film this? Why did we see it? <laughs> uh, so yeah, good times. Um, you, if if uh, if anybody's interested in seeing that video, just go through my Twitter feed and you'll find it, or find me on Vine. Find me on Vine. Uh, yeah, uh, <laughs> it was a weird video, um, but a lot, that's the sort of stuff that we're, I'm seeing on Vine. So it's it's uh, it's it's a lot of like it's a, it's a, it's a, at this point in time, a lot of people are using it very differently. Uh, I have seen some like of like there was one uh, which was basically just a shot of somebody's iPhone as they were on hold to you know call center or whatever. Uh, yeah, so, so there's there's kind of a lot of different things happening, and uh, so I don't I don't think it's quite found its uh its its purpose yet. But you know, right. it, Twitter didn't find that for a while. Uh, so uh, you know, and and neither did Instagram really. Uh, but I think we'll I, I think it'll it'll come out uh, soon enough. Well, I see. I'm hoping you know there are some good stuff because I remember uh, a while back I found some um. I think it was on YouTube with like five second movies and it's right. just a bunch of really short, well, like that five second movie, like, you know, no, no, barely any plots. It's just like the title and then, you know, a quick flash or something, but they're always really good and really funny. I think this is the perfect thing for them. Yep. You know, so the, the one I can remember most vividly, I, I don't remember the title, but essentially the, the main character has supposed to have like no memory whatsoever. So like he's tied up in a chair, you know, like in in the action movie style, you know, like he's being tortured. Yep. Someone yep. shoots him in the leg, and he goes, "Oh, 
how did this happen? You know, and that's the end of it. Like, that's all it is right there. <laughs> right, right. Yeah. So, you know, I, I think that sort of stuff will probably start coming through uh, in this, whether or not it, it takes on a, a more of a uh, an Instagram va- vibe or whether it takes on that sort of uh, Vimeo vibe where it's a lot of, you know, uh, independent short films and stuff like that that, you know, people that are interested in that sort of stuff. That sort of stuff hasn't really been kind of come through yet, so I think we'll I think we'll see it see it happen. But the videos the videos themselves are a lot more like uh animated GIFs than they are like uh full videos like YouTube or Vimeo because they don't play with uh, any sort of controls or anything like that. You can't pause them or or anything like that. Uh, although I think on the on the iPhone app you can tap them and it'll pause, uh, but when when you're viewing it on the web or whatever you, you don't get that ability. Um, and you, you can turn the uh, audio on or off depending on whether or not you're surrounded by people and or whatever. But as an as a as a rule, like they they are very much like a square animated GIF. Just in the way that they in the way that they work, because they loop over, they constantly looping over this video over and over again. So it's right. Yeah, it's uh, it's an interesting uh, it's an interesting concept. Yeah, well, I mean, hopefully it it, it goes somewhere. I guess, it, it, like you said, it, it finds its place in the world. Hopefully, it grows on people, like a vine. Oh, good one! But <laughs> the other—I guess—the other thing happens. It, it could go the way of, um, uh, you know, draw something get really popular for a month and then completely disappear. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it could. The thing that I, the reason, though, I think that draw something kind of uh, lost steam uh, as it did uh, is because it required a lot of effort, and as soon as you got into a game, you had to draw something. Uh, hence the name. <laughs> hence the name. Uh, you had to, like you had to draw something, and that became very old. It got very old very quickly. Uh, even for people who enjoy drawing, like yours truly, uh, because it required a little bit of dedication. Because every time that you had to do one of these drawings, you had to think about what you had to draw, and you, it took you a good you know twenty or thirty seconds. If uh, you know, assuming that you were just doing a basic basic uh, drawing. Which is a long time to just to dedicate to a just a simple simple game, and you had to do yeah. that every time. It's not like you could just uh, draw something was more similar to something like Words with Friends or Letterpress, in that you uh, in that you basically it was a turn based thing where you just you didn't do it when you were you, you did it when you were required to do it, not when you whenever you wanted to do it. Uh, I mean, you, you could choose to do it later, but you couldn't choose to do it earlier. And you, like, if there was nobody, if nobody had re- re- gotten you to do a drawing and you didn't want to start up any new games, you couldn't just do it when you had the time. You had to wait until somebody had uh, responded. Right. This in this particular case, it's more like Twitter in that you can just you can just post whenever you want, and if you've got a f- spare, you know. 20 seconds to create a video or to you know to take a shot you don't it doesn't i mean you don't it doesn't require a lot of forethought i i did my oreo one in like in the course of less than a minute uh and that was you know like it, it was it was very 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 simple uh so I, I i don't i don't think it's going to lose i mean it, it may lose a little bit of steam but i don't think it's going to be be anything like draw something 
Drop Something lost a lot of steam very, very yeah. quickly after after Zynga bought them. And I think that 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 was for a number of reasons, and not just because it was uh, it was harder than it looked. Yeah. All right. Well, I don't know about you, but I think that's a good spot for today. Yeah, that's probably a good spot. It's probably a good, very good spot. So, if you're interested in uh, reading any of the articles uh, that we referred to as we uh, as we did this episode, you can do so because we link to them in our show notes, and our show notes are at jellyandbean.co forward slash 10, the number 10, because this is the 10th episode. Yay. That seems like a strange pattern to have. Yeah. They, it seems to increment each time. I know. It's very weird. You know, you know I'm going to make a prediction. I'm going to say next week will be 11. Ooh, we'll see how that goes. We'll see, we'll see what happens. Uh, you can get in contact with us as well. We love to hear from you. We love to email people. We love to hear... Read emails from people. We love to read tweets from people. And you can do that. You can get in contact with us uh, via, via email. Uh, we've got a contact form on our website. It's at jellyandbean.co forward slash contact. Very simple. Uh, if you do want to get in touch with us on Twitter, you can do so. Uh, Brandon can be found at brandroidattack. And I can be found at jellybeansuit. I can also be found on Vine, it turns out, at jellybeansuit because that's the way that it works. Uh, And that's it. Thank you for listening. We'll see you next week. Bye.